At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Follow us on the network at VSIN Live. Congratulations to Mike Trout, who snapped an 0 for 26 slump. That was the good news. The bad news is that the Angels lost their 12th Game in a row. Oof. Mm. 12 losses in a row. And credit to Noah Syndergaard, who tried everything he could to have this losing streak snap at 11. Syndergaard goes out there, pitches six innings, allows just one run. But that one run was all the Red Sox would need. Michael Waka with a complete game three-hit shutout as the Red Sox beat the Angels one to nothing. 12-game losing streak now for the Angels. And you ask yourself, when is it going to end? Well, here's the matchup for Tuesday's game between the Angels and Red Sox. Reed Detmers against Garrett Whitlock. No price out on that one just yet. The next game, should they lose that and extend it to 13 losses, you'll have Shohei Otani against Nate Yavaldi. All right, maybe they snap it then. Uh, after that, it'll be uh, Silseth against Nick Pavetta. Chase Silseth, the rookie, right? Uh, is he a rookie? I think he's a rookie. Um, and this is where it gets interesting. Let's just say, that the Angels lose the next two games to the Red Sox. That would extend the losing streak to 15 games, or three games. They have three games against the Red Sox left. They've lost 12 straight now. That would mean a 15-game losing streak. After the Red Sox, they play three games against the Mets and then two games against the Dodgers. It ain't getting easier. For the Angels, that is just something that I don't think we expected. The Angels now are 27 and 29. 
there was a time where they were obviously 27 and 17. And while they've gone, you know, 0 and 10 in their last 10, the Astros have gone 6 and 4 in their last 10. The Astros are now 35 and 20, eight and a half games up on the Angels in the American League West. And a division that was thought to be competitive with the Angels being better and the way they started the season, no one was going to argue with it, right? The Angels were playing good baseball. The Rangers, who are much better, especially offensively, and the Mariners, who are expected to have a a good season and threaten to snap their postseason drought, and everyone picking up wins when you're playing against the Oakland A's, now it looks like it's just going to be a one-team division with the Astros running away with this thing. It's crazy to see this losing streak happen here for the Angels. But, wow, that was a surprising, surprising outcome. Another surprising outcome, Hunter Green retiring 20 straight batters. 20 straight batters as the Reds beat the Diamondbacks 7-0 in a game that was shortened by rain. Uh, It was called after uh, seven innings. A bunt single to start the game for the... um, for the uh, Diamondbacks, Dalton Varsho, bunt single to start the game. From that moment on, Hunter Green faced the minimum. There was a strikeout. Varsho got caught stealing. So that was two outs, and then Marte flies out. And then he goes one, two, three, 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 one, two, three. Seven innings. Facing the minimum, retiring 20 straight batters, allowing just the bunt single. Hunter Green, who has had games this year in which he has allowed eight runs, four runs, five runs, four runs, three runs, three runs, three runs. This is the first game. This season, out of the, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 starts. This is the first time he did not allow a run in a start. And I don't know if he goes into the eighth inning, maybe he gives up the run, whatever. But still, what a bounce back performance from Hunter Green or just a lazy performance from the Diamondbacks, really just something that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. The way that Hunter Green has looked this season, to, for him to go out and retire 20 straight, I definitely did not see that. Mariners beat the Astros 7-4. to Benches clearing in the ninth inning. Um, as Hector Neris just threw one by Ty France, and it was... Uh, yeah, some excitement there. Um, 
This was our play of the day. Astros' first five innings, it was a loss. The Astros scoring four runs off of Robbie Ray, which that's pretty much what we handicapped them to do. Uh, But Cal Raleigh has a career-high four RBIs, including a three-run home run off of Christian Javier. And the Mariners had a 5-4 lead after five innings. So this was a 1-0 game. Seattle scores in the top of the first. Altuve homers in the bottom of the first to tie it. Then the Cal Raleigh home run, which is extremely rare, the number nine hitter in the lineup, uh, hits the three-run home run in the uh, top of the second. And then the Astros respond with three runs in the bottom of the second, back-to-back or two home runs from Kyle Tucker and Chase McCormick. And then Altuve scores Maldonado on a play, which was actually kind of smart. Altuve got thrown out at second. And it was actually smart base running because Maldonado would have been thrown out at the plate. That was the first red flag, I guess you could say, or first bad decision from the Astros' third base coach, Gary Pettis, sending Maldonado to score on the Altuve single. Maldonado was literally, honestly, I'm not even kidding. He was maybe three steps off of third base when the ball was thrown into the infield. Like, Adam Frazier had the ball, and the only reason why Maldonado scored was because Altuve was going to second right in front of Frazier. And so it was an easy play. Frazier just flipped the ball to Crawford, and tagged out Altuve at second base. A free out. Now, we could have thrown it home and get the free out, but, okay, got it second. So, Altuve gets out. The run scores. All right. 4-4 game. But that was a bad decision by Gary Pettis. That wouldn't be the only bad decision by Gary Pettis, the third base coach. As Altuve's on first in the bottom of the fourth inning, down 5-4, to four, Michael Brantley hits a double to right field. And Pettis sends Altuve home. And he was out by, I know the saying is out by a mile. But let's be realistic here. 90-foot bases, Altuve was out by 60 feet. Once again, he was probably three feet off of third base when the cutoff man had the ball and threw it into home plate. It was one of those plays where Altuve was so dead at home that he just gave up. Like, it was like, all right, I'm out. If he doesn't send Altuve there, it's second and third with one out and your two best hitters coming up in Alex Bregman and Jordan Alvarez. I'd take my chances with one out that at the very least, Bregman probably gets a sack fly and ties the game or... One of those two guys is getting a single to take the lead. But what happens is now there's two outs, runner on second, and of course Bregman hits the fly ball that instead of being a sack fly, winds up ending the inning. Blue Jays dominate the Royals 8-0. They just, this one was never in doubt. What a start, by the way, from uh, Ross Stripling, who goes five shutout innings, allows just one hit, 
and then the bullpen did the rest, allowing just one hit the rest of the way. Uh, So the Blue Jays allowing just two hits over the course of nine innings against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, The Mets, Eduardo Escobar hits for the cycle, the first Met to hit for the cycle since 2012. And they put a hurting on the Padres, 11 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To five. They tagged Blake Snell for five runs in just four innings. So a tremendous performance by the Mets as Pete Alonzo continues to to slug. And uh, that's an interesting conversation we're going to have to have about the polar bear. We'll continue the baseball conversation coming up next. Our very own Greg Peterson will join me. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Visit vsin.com today. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Satterberg back here. It's the look ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. Joining me now to continue the Major League Baseball conversation is our very own Greg Peterson, host of the Greg Peterson Experience, and often fill in here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the baseball betting show available on vsin.com slash podcast. And Greg, let's talk about the uh, slate here coming up for Tuesday. Uh, we have the Rangers and Guardians are going to play a doubleheader as a makeup from the game that got washed out here on Monday. Any early feel on this doubleheader between these two teams? Well, in game one, I was liking Cal Quantrill because, I mean, that's one that when I want it going off the board, it's pretty much what it's been relisted at with Guardians right around about a minus 115-ish. The Rangers, they get a little bit of help with regards to their bullpen because with that washout after they wound up going extra innings against the Seattle Mariners and crushing the dreams of myself as I wound up having the Texas Rangers in that game by blowing the save, but they do wind up getting a little bit of extra rest, but Cal Quantrill, Steady guys, giving up three runs or fewer in 23 out of his last 25 appearances. 
What I think is interesting, though, is that the Cleveland Guardians have been a little bit brutal with regards to the offense at home. They're averaging right around 0.6 home runs per game. So you'll notice that when it was on the board, game number two, which you're going to be seeing Taylor Hearn and Connor Pilkington going at it, that total was listed at nine. Right now, I'm seeing the relisted total here on Gray versus Quantrill at eight. I'm going to be taking a look at the under, and it looks like a lot of places they're sort of holding off on listing that game two between Hearn and Pilkington. But when it went off the board in a lot of spots, we're seeing right around a minus 130. And if you're able to get something below minus 140 on Pilkington in game two, would like that as well. What about uh, the Reds and Diamondbacks? After we saw that game get shortened due to rain, uh, they only played seven innings. Hunter Green was magnificent. He allows a bunt single to Dalton Varsho to start the game and then retires 20 straight, including getting Varsho on the uh, caught stealing. So he retires the minimum through the seven innings. The Reds will send uh, the rookie Graham Ashcraft to the hill, who's actually had a nice season so far for them. Reds minus 135 at home. What's your thoughts here? My thoughts are the Reds just continue to score at home including what we wound up seeing. And if you wound up having the full game over or really anything other than the money line with regards to a full game bet, this wound up being a refund. Most house rules state that in order for your full game bet to wind up having action, you need the losing team to get 27 outs. I phrase it that way because if the home team winds up winning and they're not down going into the ninth inning, obviously they don't get a full 27 outs, but losing team gets 27 outs. But when it comes to it right now, I'm seeing a total of 10 on Ashcraft versus Gilbert and I like it over. Once again, Reds, they just keep scoring at home. 19 out of their last 20 games at home, they have scored at least four runs, and the Arizona Diamondbacks lead the league in terms of home runs per game on the road. Tyler Gilbert gets a start, and he wound up having that no-hitter last season, but really past that, hasn't done a lot. Now, I recognize that he's in a little bit of juice ball league in his minor league numbers, but you look at his minor league numbers compared to his major league numbers, his ERA is right around 1.75 points higher at the minor league level rather than the major league level. That's a little bit of an anomaly, even when you are pitching in a little bit of a juice ball league. And when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds, they have been able to do a great job of just being able to hit all these guys, both of these teams in the bottom seven in terms of bullpen ERA. And as long as I'm able to get right around the minus 130 that we're seeing in a lot of spots on the Reds right now, I'd be willing to lay with them to go along with an over. Yeah, I kind of like the Reds here in this one. Uh, Marlins will begin a set with the Nationals. I thought this was going to be a Doan on the hill, and if it was, it was going to be an autoplay on the Marlins. I'm on the be- betting board a Doan, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I'm also seeing I'm seeing on one of the scoreboards Evan Lee as the starter. So I guess we'll we'll just you know trust the betting board. A Doan is on the board for now, uh, but Lee is listed here on uh, the website I'm looking at. Um, either way, you know, getting the start is going to be Edward Cabrera for the Marlins, and he's only. You know, gone one start so far this season. Granted, it was a good one. Six innings, allowed just one hit to the Colorado Rockies. So can we lay the big, I I wouldn't lay a big price. Can we go a run line here with the Marlins if it is, in fact, Adone pitching for the Nationals? Oh, absolutely. With Yohan Adone, it has been a terrible year for him. And you take a look at Yohan Adone, there has been two starts this season in which he has made the start and The Nationals have lost by fewer than three runs. There was one outright win, and there was one loss by one run against the Colorado Rockies. The other of his 11 starts, Nationals have lost by three plus. He has been absolutely terrible. And I mean, even if it is Mr. Lee, who we were listening a little bit earlier, 
I took a look at his minor league numbers. I faded him in his first start against the New York Mets. I would still be feeling good about getting a plus price with him on the run line as well. If that winds being the case, Edward Cabrera had some very good minor league numbers at the major league level last year. Was a little bit shaky, but his first start against the Colorado Rockies. Marlins wound up winning that game 14-1. to Obviously, no shortage of run support there, but he was able to look relatively solid. I feel like the Marlins are starting to put together in terms of their offense, Garrett Cooper's been solid. AC Saguiar, he's able to get on base for you. They wound up having a couple of injuries that now they're getting sorted out. So I'd be taking a look at that. And whether it be Lee or Adone, as long as we've got the eight and a half that I'm seeing right now, I like it over as well, despite the fact that Miami, very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Let's take a look at the Pirates and the Tigers, two pitchers that are having a really nice season in Tariq Skubal and Jose Quintana. I just have a little problem here with laying money with the Tigers on the road against Quintana. What do you think about the Tigers as a minus 125 favorite in this spot? Minus 125 is starting to get a little bit too lofty. I'd like a minus 115 if you're finding like right around a minus 110 pick them. I would certainly be willing to ride the Tigers because with the Tigers, along with Scubo, you actually get a really good bullpen. This is a bunch that in terms of top bullpens out there in the big leagues or in the top five. All these guys have been able to come through. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, they find themselves more around the league average, a little bit below that, despite the fact that all but three of their wins I've come out of the bullpen, which I find to be absolutely insane, by the way. But Jose Quintana, sub-2-5 ERA for him. He's been able to do a very solid job at home. And Tariq Skubal, he's given up, I believe now, two home runs in north of 50 innings this season. The walks are down with him. He has been able to deliver some good stuff. I'm willing to make the Tigers a very slight favorite. I was only willing to go up to about like a minus 117-year-ish with them just because with the Tigers, once again, that offense. They're averaging 2.05 runs per game on the road. So, I mean, if the line is very slight, like this opened up minus 115, that'd be about the max I'd be willing to lay. If you wind up having the minus 125, like we're seeing, that makes the underdog in a lot of places more of a plus 115, plus 120. Once you exceed that plus 115 number, I think there begins to be value with the Pirates. The Astros in a bounce back spot after losing to the Mariners here on Monday will send Justin Verlander to the hill in uh, what is lined up as the heaviest favorite on the board at minus 255. Verlander flexing. Do you like an Astros run line play here? I'm not willing to lay the minus 255, but right around minus 120-ish, which I'm seeing the run line at. I'm seeing at DraftKings also minus 115. I'd be willing to go with that with Chris Flexen. He's been giving up right around a home run and after nine innings. It's been a Mariners bullpen that last year they were so masterful, which is why they wound up winning all those one-run games. This year, they have really regressed. Guys like Diego Castillo, Anthony Machevich, who you're relying upon a season ago, they've been rough. And with the Astros, number one bullpen ERA in the big leagues, and by far the number one team to the under. So not only do I like the Houston Astros here, I like them in a low-scoring game. I do think that the Seattle Mariners going to regress a little bit with the offense. I think that Verlander going to do a nice job of being able to sign me. The Seattle Mariners, he has seen them many times, and Verlander just completely owns the Seattle team, in my opinion. So I do think that Verlander comes out, gets a good start. I'm looking at it, under, and I'm going to be looking at the Astros on the run line myself. What about the Blue Jays with Alec Manoa on the hill? I would need this number to go down a little bit more because once you wind up getting into the plus 185, plus 190-ish range, like there at Circa where you're at, plus 190 on the Royals, I'd be willing to take that because Brad Keller, a sub-2-5 ERA at home, 
He pitches so much better in Kansas City than he does on the road. And Alec Manoa is one of the better pitchers out there in the big leagues, but he's got some home and road splits that favor him at home as well, especially when he's been pitching in Toronto because he had a couple of random starts last season out there in Buffalo, and he wasn't as good in Buffalo as he was in Toronto. And with the Blue Jays, certainly a bit of getting white hot with the bat, four-plus runs, and now 11 out of their last 12 games. And I believe that they have now won all but three out of their last 13 games. So they've been able to do a solid job there, but with the Royals, Feels like the bullpen is starting to figure it out as well. They wound up having a rough day on Monday, but I look for them to be able to bounce back. If I'm able to get north of plus 185, like I'm seeing, I'm going to be willing to take a shot on the Royals. Greg, I appreciate the time and the conversation. Enjoy the games tomorrow. You as well, Scott. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. There he is, Greg Peterson. Uh, catch the baseball betting show of Eason.com slash podcast and the Greg Peterson Experience Weekends here on the network. And Greg often filling in right here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll take a look at this board here for uh, Tuesday's slate of Major League Baseball. Dive a little further into some of these pitching matchups. It certainly got a, a good pitching edge in the Giants-Rockies game as the Giants are minus 200. So we'll talk about that and more coming up next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. dot com slash store. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sandenberg back here. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's take a look at this board here for Tuesday in Major League Baseball. I uh, mentioned earlier with Greg Peterson, we have a doubleheader, which starts the day, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Rangers-Guardians game one. That's the makeup here from Monday. So it's John Gray, Cal Quantrill, and uh, that'll be game two, 7 o'clock, 7-10, Rangers-Guardians from Cleveland, the uh, Pilkington against Taylor Hearn in game number two. The Diamondbacks take on the Reds in a spot that I'm, I like the Reds a lot here uh, with Ashcraft on the hill. Going up against Tyler Gilbert, Ashcraft um, has made three starts this season, and he's just a rookie. In his first start against Toronto, gives up two runs in four and a third. Against San Francisco, goes six and a third shutout innings, and then faces the Nationals and goes seven innings, allowing just one run. So the kid's absolutely dealing right now. And going up against a Diamondbacks team that just really looked terrible, at the plate here against Hunter Green on Monday. Uh, I like the Reds to, to keep this thing moving, to win again here on Tuesday. And, and like Greg mentioned, what is it now, 20 of the last 21 home games for the Cincinnati Reds? They've scored at least four runs. So their offense just continues to mash. This is the highest scoring offense at home in Major League Baseball this season. Um, and... 
right now it is um let's see i thought it was it was 5.91 the last time that i checked uh runs per game um at home and let's see what it's at right now after the last couple of games 5.92 so it went up a little bit so congratulations from 5.91 the last time i checked to 5.92 Uh, On the road this season, Arizona is scoring 4.2 runs per game. That's actually pretty high. Probably the reason why the total for the game here on Monday was at 10. Total here for Tuesday's game is at 10 as well. I'm seeing the Nationals. I got to look because if it's Johanna Doan starting for the Nationals, it's going to be almost an auto bet for me on the Marlins. And I see Evan Lee as the as the listed starter, and now I'm seeing TBD. So let's see, MLB.com has TBD. I got a ESPN saying it's Evan Lee. Um, the last time I checked the odds, like if I go on the DraftKings sportsbook, it says Yoan Adon. So this is very curious to see who it's going to be. Four, but if it's a don't, and let's say the Marlins are minus 180 for the game, you could probably get plus money on the Marlins minus a one and a half. I know it's not usually the smartest bet to go minus a one and a half at home, but in a don't starts, Nationals don't just lose. They lose by three or more. So he'd be a guy that I'd absolutely be looking to fade uh, if, in fact, he gets to start here against the Marlins. Orioles take on the Cubs. Chicago minus 115 with Keegan Thompson on the hill against Kyle Bradish. Keegan Thompson this year, 6-0 with a 1.99 ERA. His last start was his worst start of the season. He allowed three runs in five and a third innings to the Cardinals. If look, Let's look a little further into Keegan Thompson's uh, advanced numbers here. And, yeah, obviously his FIP is worse than his ERA, which you would expect. Um, let's see what his... All right, his expected ERA, 3.22 compared to the 1.99 that he's pitching at. His FIP is at 3.51. His XFIP, 3.905. Let's see his uh, XWOBA is. Let's see what that is at. Which that is your expected weighted on base average. And what that tells you is it takes into consideration exactly what you give up on a, basically a per at bat basis. Like, um, the type of contact that you allow, strikeouts and walks, and throws that into your weighted on-base average and your expected weighted on-base average. The Major League average for ex-WOBA is 3.29. So let's see what he is at right now. Keegan is at 2.99. So he's better than league average. So this dude has been legit. He has been really, really good, right? So Cubs minus 115, that's a 
it's a small price with a guy as good as that on the mound uh, against the Orioles and Kyle Bradish, who um, this season, uh, coming off a good start where he only allowed two runs in four and two-thirds to the Mariners, but before that, six runs to the Red Sox, five runs to Tampa, four runs to the Yankees, four runs to Minnesota. So this this dude gives up some runs. The problem is, I don't know if the Cubs are going to be a team that's going to score a bunch of runs. Total in this game is set right now at nine, which I honestly don't hate and under. Could be worth a look there, Camden Yards. Talked with Greg about the Pirates and the Tigers game with Tariq Skubal on the hill against Jose Quintana. Detroit minus 125 with a total of seven. Cardinals and Rays, Jalen Springs against Dakota Hudson. Tampa Bay minus 145. Seven and a half the total in this game. A's take on the Braves. Atlanta minus 240. Cole Irvin on the hill for Oakland. Kyle Wright going for Atlanta. And uh, total in this one is at eight. No line out just yet between the Yankees and the Twins. The Twins haven't announced a starting pitcher. Uh, Let's double-check that to see if we have a line. Nope. Okay. It's going to be Jamison Tyone, though, for the Yankees. And Yankees starters have just been on an unbelievable tear right now. That as of yesterday... The Yankees starters have tossed at least six innings in 10 straight games and in 14 of their last 15 starts since May 22nd. And that's just unbelievable. And the Yankees... As of it, on fr- on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, had a streak of, and let me see what they did on Sunday, because this is unbelievable. Um, on Sunday, the Yankees, that was the 5-4 win. Okay, so that was, who got the start in that one? That was Jordan Montgomery. So Jordan Montgomery, listen to this streak. On Thursday... Friday and Saturday, Yankees starting pitchers. Seven innings, no hits. Six and two-thirds innings, no hits. Seven innings, one hit. And then Montgomery gave up five hits in six and a third. This is unbelievable how good the starting pitching has been, which is crazy because for for a while, the Yankees were known obviously for their offense and for their defense. I'm not the, I'm sorry, their bullpen. The bullpen has been the strength of this team. But now it's the starters. Nestor Cortez, 1.5 ERA. Jamison Tyone, 2.3. Garrett Cole, 2.78. Luis Severino, 2.95. And even Jordan Montgomery is at like a three-point something. So... Yankees have five starters in the top 15 in the ERA in qualifying numbers. Just uh, absolutely uh, tremendous starts 
from the Yankees rotation. And I would imagine they'll be heavy favorites here against the Twins with Tyone on the hill against whomever gets announced as the starting pitcher for Minnesota. Coming up next, we'll uh, talk a little bit about the futures market. Get the perspective from our very own Jason Weingarten. The Wide World of Weingarten podcast available on vcin.com slash podcasts. And you follow him on Twitter, of course, at Spreadopedia. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. dot com slash store. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here to look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to take a look at the futures market here in Major League Baseball. Currently, your World Series odds, the Dodgers are still your favorites, uh, followed by the New York Yankees, Dodgers plus 380, Yankees plus 500. Astros and Mets are plus 750, the Blue Jays plus 1,000. And you got the Brewers twelve to one, Padres fifteen to one, Braves seventeen to one. I don't know if we have. I don't know if any long shots here. I th- I, this- At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare could be a year where the favorites are the ones that are going to be in contention uh the one that i think is intriguing is the new york mets who just show no signs of slowing down. They've won nine of their last 11 games and uh, really playing good baseball um, on this West Coast road trip. And you just look at the team right now. They have the best record in the National League at 38-19. and They're a plus 82 on their run differential. And they are playing without... Their top, well, I guess Chris Bassett's in there. So let's call it three of their top four pitchers. They're without their one, their two, and their four. No Jacob DeGrom, no Max Scherzer, no Tyler McGill. And when those players return, and for McGill, 
He made a rehab start, so he's, you know, likely going to be back soon. For Scherzer, you know, he had that little dog bite or whatever. That's not going to affect him in his uh, return. And latest news on DeGrom, let's see. Um, for the fir- All right, Here's the report from MLB.com. Quote, For the first time since spring training, DeGrom threw off a mound on Saturday, firing 19 fastballs in what general manager Billy Epler called moderate intensity. DeGrom will continue his mound progression at Citi Field in the coming days before graduating to live batting practice and eventually a series of three to five rehab starts. Saturday's bullpen session marked a modest but noticeable step forward for DeGrom, who hadn't thrown off a mound since experiencing right shoulder discomfort in late March. He was shut down from throwing for about six weeks before beginning a progression off flat ground. End stroke. Uh, End quote. So, DeGrom with the stress reaction in his right shoulder, Rehabbing, coming along nicely, throwing off of a mound for the first time this weekend, and uh, will continue to uh, progress. And so he should be back, you know, maybe about a month. Let's get him back maybe right around the All-Star break is certainly, uh, you know, what is really what's what it looks like. And then Max Scherzer, who he's been uh, sidelined with the oblique strain, he had an incident in which he was bit by a, one of his dogs, and he tweeted, quote, just clearing a few things up. My dog, Rafi, hurt her leg on a run. She was howling in pain, and I went to calm her down by putting my hands on her. When I did that, she bit my right hand. Fortunately, it wasn't a bad bite. I took one day off from throwing and was able to long toss the next day. This will not affect this will have no effect on my rehab, and this is literally a non-story. It's just funny because anytime there's an injury story with the New York Mets, it becomes a story. So the Grom gets bit in the hand by a dog, especially in his throwing hand, it becomes a story. But he's out there telling you that he'll be fine, and uh, it won't affect his rehab. So you got the Grom, hopefully back very soon. Scherzer, hopefully back very soon. Tyler McGill, hopefully back very soon. And the New York Mets who have won nine of their last 11 games at plus 750 to win the World Series. Let's welcome in our very own Jason Weingarten. We'll call him the king of futures here at VSIN. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia, the wide world of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Jason, can I intrigue you in a New York bet, New York Mets World Series future with a team that just doesn't look like it's ever Going to slow down. I know you saw them in person this weekend against the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, if uh, if you're not on the Dodger train and you're looking for an NL future, I think uh, I think the Mets the Mets showed on this road trip so far. They hung with the Dodgers. They beat the Padres tonight. You know, um, they're they're definitely farther along than I think anyone expected at this point in their you know their new ownership and everything. And how about Pete Alonzo, the polar bear, who the odds now for him to be the National League MVP are down to nine to one. Could that still be a buy-in point on Alonzo? 
It's so tough because the first base position is so deep in the NL. You have, you know, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who's, you know, probably one of the top two or three contenders right now. And Freddie Freeman, so many other first base, third base kind of guys, Austin Riley. Um, he's, he's playing real well right now. So hard to separate yourself as one of those first base, third base guys. So um, I don't know. I think Alonzo could probably, probably be one of the only guys who might match Aaron judge for most home runs. I think I might look for him in the home run market ahead of MVP. Ooh, I don't hate that. Yeah, it's a good point. So when you say the home run market, like the bet would be, it's not just to lead the, it's not just to lead the national league. They have to lead all of major league baseball in home runs. Yeah. He's like, I want to say he's, he's still over 10 to one um, in the home run pool. At least he was at Westgate last time I checked. Um, you know, a lot of people think Aaron judge is just going to run away with everything. I'm not so sure about that. Um, if you're looking for value, I think, uh, Pete Alonzo and Jordan Alvarez are the guys I would look at in the home run market. One final thing with the Mets, uh, Max Scherzer should be coming back relatively soon. When he left with the oblique strain, he was five and one with a two, five, four ERA and a 0.95 whip. Currently at fifty to one to win the National League Cy Young Award. What do you think about those odds? That's a big, big drift out for him. But it's such a stacked field so far in the NL and the Cy Young market. Like I think it's a, a great number, but there's a lot of competition there. But he's a guy you got to imagine. I mean, with his pedigree, and if he just does what he did in his first six or seven starts for the Mets throughout the rest of the season. He's going to put up those dominant numbers. And with a team that's scoring like the Mets, you know, you know they're gonna, he's going to be in line for a win at, at every game, unlike a guy, you know, I look at the both the Marlins guys and Alcantara and Lopez who are just pitching lights out, but sometimes they're going to pick up losses. They're not going to get the run support. And I know wins and losses don't really matter as much anymore, but aesthetically, Jason, the, 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 the voters, they like seeing those things. I, I I would agree with you for the most part. The only thing I'd say is you looked at last year's voting. Julio Urias was a 20-game winner. Didn't even get a top top five Cy Young vote. Mm. In the old days, you would you would totally be 100% right. Um, you know, the, the, the lucky thing for Scherzer is he didn't miss that much time from an inning standpoint. At the end of the season, he's still going to be pretty high up there in all the important categories like innings and strikeouts. So, you know, fifty to one, not not crazy at all, really. Do you agree? Like, I, I don't know why Corbin Burns is still the favorite in this market. Like, is it just name recognition well, at this point? I mean, he's had a nice season, but I think there are guys that have been much better. He's the reigning Cy Young, so I think I think that counts for something. I, I, I mean, I don't I don't like I don't think that's just just a reason for him to be the favorite, but he hasn't done anything to deserve to be knocked out of the favorite position. The only thing is he's not pitching just, he's not pitching to the level he was last season. He's already given up more home runs than he did all of last of last year. So I am, I'm a little anti Corbin Burns this year, especially the short number. I don't think the voters are going to give him first place votes again, especially, you know, given that the innings he's going to pitch like last year, he pitched 168 innings. I don't see him pitching more than that this year. There's going to be several guys with 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 you know Scherzer, uh, Zach Wheeler kind of guys pitching way more innings. So 
I don't see him winning this year. I'm I'm anti Corbin Burns at a short number. Uh, Jason, do me a favor. Hang with me uh, through the break here. When we come back, I want to ask your thoughts on some pitchers that you uh, and players that you think could be either regression candidates, like maybe their advanced numbers are a little bit worse than their surface numbers, or progression candidates, people that will actually be better than what we've seen from uh, what they're currently displaying. Uh, he's Jason Weingarten. You follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast for us here at the network. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.